0: Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and I'm here as a part of Inspiring Better Business. Today, we're going to talk about knowing your customer. And you know, it's very important to know your customer, and if you don't, you can miss the target. And I'm going to tell about my uh, life as a moving and storage owner. I owned a company where we had trucks where we moved furniture from one house to another. And you know, at first, I thought, man, I just, whoever calls, that's my customer. But I learned over time that I really needed to identify the, persons, the person that I need to make happy. And the person normally, in America anyway, that is somewhat the queen of the home, is normally the wife, normally the female in the house. Now that doesn't mean she's less or more, more important or less important, important, but in reality they seem to tend to consider that what happens inside the house is a little bit more under their control and they like things this way and that and so early on I determined that I would make sure that the lady of the house was pleased. Now there's a lot of things that can go wrong in a move and there's a lot of things from, from uh, uh, the floor can get scratched and the, the furniture can get scratched and, and we might drop and break something but at the end of the day We would determine and normally be clear is the customer the person that's the lady of the house so that was very important to us and we worked on that and we talked about that and we would make that decisions we didn't alter what we did necessarily other than really pay attention to what they wanted well i currently own a machine shop it's a manufacturing company and once again uh, as the uh, primary outside salesperson Uh, for 98% of all of our sales are under my control, I go to uh, the large customers and make sure I know what they want. That's how we've grown. That's how we've gotten bigger. I have a, 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 whenever possible, and, and on all of our big customers, I've been able to develop a relationship, so we had a monthly meeting. And we had a month, have a monthly meeting when, when we weren't having the uh, COVID and all that. But we had a monthly meeting, and I would go into that meeting, and I would discuss anything and everything that was on their mind. Are we on time delivery? How about the damages? We have our behind the scenes, this is happening all the time. It's going on, a, the systems and processes are taking place. But I wanted to hear the overview, the big picture. And I also got to hear where they're headed. Are they wanting some new things provided that we could provide for them? You see, when we started out, all we were was a machine shop. All we did was cut metal, making parts. But in time, by listening to my customer, I discovered, oh, they needed somebody that was able to cut gears. Well, we didn't cut gears, but guess what? We learned how to cut gears. And the other customer needed someone that would weld. And these are pretty precision weld. And I talked to my, uh, my folks in my company and they said, we've never welded. And I said, guess what? We're going to start welding. Because if we don't learn to weld and provide these parts, we're going to be diminished in our relationship with this customer. We had a process where we have precision grinding. We got grinding. We had what's called sandblasting, and we got a sandblasting put up and where we could sandblast for them. We do a lot of accessories, uh, supplementary things to our machining. We're still a machine shop, but it's why? Because I listen to the customer. I know what the customer wants. I, I hear and understand what they're wanting. So this is very important. So in life, you're going to have to determine in your business who really is the customer, who is making the decisions, and then make sure they're the happy one. I had a experience, uh, a friendship that's in another country, and this per- family had moved to uh, to their homeland. Basically, it had been in in a third world country and moved back to uh, a country in Europe. And in the process, they were not really funded that well, and, and they were looking for options. and And they kind of through experimenting, they they looked in and discovered that they bought, I think the numbers were, they bought a a, a bicycle that was broken or needed repair for like forty dollars. I think that was the number. And then uh, after figuring out how to repair it and do it and make it look nice, got it all cleaned up and everything, they sold it for $260. Whoa, that worked pretty well. And the comment, one comment was made, we kind of decided we could kind of do this. So one of the things they do is find b- bicycles that, are, that are, are, are need repair or could be bought wholesale or underpriced and get them ready and have a, a bicycle sale. Now, I don't know how far they're going with this, but let's talk about you in a developing nation. In a developing nation, bicycles are part of most developing nations. And, and there's all kinds of bicycles. There are at least four or five that I know of. And if the customer comes to you, whether you have a shop or not, or whether you head to that having a shop, or whether you... Almost everybody needs a repair shop, so you could surely start there just being able to repair bicycles and buy used, and then step by step, you could become a pretty good bicycle uh, uh, shop, whether you have a business or not, whether you have it in your house or a storage space or something you can do, you could, but you still need to know who the customer is. Let me tell you some of the customers that could walk in the door. You could most likely have some customers that use their bicycle as a working object, a working tool, I have seen bicycles loaded down. I'm sure the wheels are not rated for that. I can't think they have 2 or 3 or 400 pounds on a bicycle. That bicycle's doing the work. And sometimes the the person's pedaling and this smaller package or something's on the back side of it, and sometimes they're just walking. They're not carrying 300 pounds. The bicycle is carrying it, and they're walking alongside letting it do the work. Well, that's a type of bicycle. What does that customer want? What do they need? Well, they need something sturdy and strong. Well, let's talk about it being kind of a toy. So sometimes uh, the more affluent might say, hey, I want a good Christmas present, or I want a Christmas present for my child. I think a small bicycle that they could ride and learn, to, that's a toy. That's a different customer. That customer would want to be able to, to buy something at economical, but good, and their child could be learning on. Then there's the there's the customer that's there, that they're a, 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 a hiking enthusiast. And these are mountain bikes. They don't just have the normal things you would have in town. They have big knobby wheels and shock absorbers, and it's a whole sport. There could be somebody, and you could head, I've got, rather than hike in, in, in foot, let's do some hiking using bicycles. I'll tell you, for, some foreigners would like that. And then, of course, there's others. And so another one would be, the idea of, of, of all things, a racing bike. Oh, a racing bike. I was in uh, one of the, on the uh, I think it was, uh, I forget the town in Mexico, it was on the Gulf Coast and we went to church and I actually preached that morning at church and we come out and we look out and it's on a main road and here comes about 50 or 60 speed bikes. These guys are riding fast and these bikes are real expensive. You know, knowing your customer also tells you what they can afford. You know, the person that's using a, a work bike, they're probably really, really, really uh, cost conscious. But if you're buying one of those speed bikes, you know, those things can cost like three, $4,000. And they are people that have money. This is surplus cash, and they're doing it for their pleasure. Oh, I forgot one almost. There's just the regular old pleasure bike. Mom and dad want to just not race, not, not climb the mountains. They just want to go out. Instead of walking in the neighborhood, they would like to ride their bicycle just for some exercise. And there's actually another one. There's a stationary bike so you can sit in your house and just make exercise and get physical exercise even when it's raining outside. So there's all kinds of bicycle customers. But if you don't know who the customer is, You're going to flub up and you're going to have to start out by starting with one kind of customers, maybe sticking with that and get really good with them and then add on another option, kind of like I added on in my machine shop and expand yourself to a new customer. But when the customer walks in the door, you kind of need to know, first off, what kind of a bike are they looking for and do they have money to pay for it? Forget the idea of credit for everything, you've got to find cash paying customers. Well, I hope I'm helping. Know who your customer is, it'll really help you in business. Thanks for being a part of Inspiring Better Business.